Hello, welcome to the Three Stars Podcast, and here we talk about movies and try to give it at least three stars. And we're ho- this podcast is hosted by your three stars. I'm one of them. My name is Jared, and then we have Zareen. How's it going? And then our last star is Megan. Hey, I'm Megan. Awesome. So, um, for today, before we start talking about our movies... We're going to see what our three stars have been watching this past month in March. So we can go ahead and hand it to Megan. What have you been watching? Yeah. Oh, wow. So I just pulled up my letterbox. um, And I actually am very surprised at what I've seen this March. (laughs) Um, Like just recalling it. So at the beginning of the month, I watched RRR, the Tollywood film. Um, for the second time at the Alamo Theater here in San Francisco. I love that movie. It's my favorite movie of 2022. And then I also watched this movie called Millennium Mambo. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. I... I... I'm not exactly sure. It is an international film. Um, I'm not really sure exactly, like, from what country. Um, I also watched that at the Alamo as well. Um, I watched About Fate, which is just like a little cute rom-com. I watched that on my plane ride home from Nashville. And then um, I actually watched Goodwill. So probably like the notable out of all these movies I recently watched was Goodwill Hunting for the very first time. And that was like a super interesting watch for me. Um, just because I feel like that was a very human movie. And I'm also a math teacher and it is math related. So, um, oh, yeah. he teaches math. Um, in Goodwill oh, Hunting, it's like talking about like a young genius regarding math level, um, like topics, okay. um, played by um, Matt Damon. And it also has Robin Williams in it as well. Yeah, when you mentioned that, I thought like Robin Williams was the math teacher, and I'm like, he was a math teacher, but he's more so just a counselor, right? Yeah, he's like the therapist. Okay. Yeah, 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 I really enjoyed that movie. And that was actually the first time I watched it, so. Nice. Yeah. Um, maybe we could push it forward to Zareen. Zareen, what have you been watching in March? Yeah, so I, I had a pretty, like, slow month in terms of movies and TV. So besides um, our movie club movies, um, I watched... I watched a couple things that were like the last things from last year's Oscars that I wanted to watch before the Academy Award shows. Um, so one of them was After Sun, which I watched. It was on streaming. I forget which platform. Um, but that was great. I enjoyed it. I also watched My Year of Dicks, which is which was one of the um, short films that was nominated. And it's also an animated sh- short Um and then I watched Dazed and Confused uh, because I think I saw an article that was like referring it and I like knew about the movie. And so, yeah, I just wanted to watch it. Um, and that was pretty much it for movies outside of um, Movie Club. And for TV shows, I watched a show called Shrinking on Apple TV. Um, one of my friends like highly recommended it to me. So I checked it out. I normally don't watch much stuff on Apple TV. Um, and I actually really liked it. It has uh, Jason Siegel, 
and Harrison Ford and Jason Siegel is the main character where he is a therapist um, but his life is falling apart because his um, his wife just passed away recently and he's like still grieving over it and he has like an estranged relationship with his daughter as a result of this and yeah his whole life is kind of a mess and it's it's both funny but also like made me cry at sometimes so I would highly, highly recommend that and I've also just been keeping up with Abbott Elementary's second season love that show it's a workplace sitcom of a bunch of teachers who um teach in a public elementary school in West Philly I believe and it's very funny and cute and yeah um so that's it for me for March Jared how about you yeah, so for me, I've actually also, too, been watching some TV, um, kind of rare, but at least on the TV side, uh, re-watching Succession, um, starting from season one. I'm currently, as of today, it's April 2nd, so um, currently on season three, episode two. Um, hopefully finish up season three by next Sunday and then hopefully watch episodes one and two of the current season of Succession. So that's it on the TV side. Um, actually, um, no, that's a lie. I just, I just watched um, the last season of Attack on Titan today with my friends. Um, it was just one episode and then they're going to, you know, make some money by releasing a movie that's how it is nowadays um but yeah that was i i don't like uh stuff like whether it be like tv or like movies where they end on a cliffhanger and like a cliffhanger is like not even like a vague cliffhanger more so it's like wait wait to tune in next time to see what happens like i really don't like that stuff and that's that's basically what happened in that episode so it kind of pissed me off um but it's okay um and then in regards to the movies, I've, uh, in preparation for Creed 3, I watched all of the Rockies, excluding Rocky 5 and Rocky Balboa. Um, so those are pretty fun. My favorite, probably out of Rockies 1, 2, 3, and 4, I would say is, I would say Rocky 2. Um, yeah, th those movies are great, and it's crazy how, like, <laughs> a movie like that can just, like, make you cry. It's awesome. And then, um, then I, I rewatched Creed and Creed 2, and I remember watching Creed 2, like, at the start of the pandemic, and I, like, did not like it at all, because I guess it was, like, very cookie-cutter. However, having watched, because uh, Creed 2 involves um, Creed fighting the son of the dad who killed his dad, and then when I first watched it, I never watched the old Rockies. But then now having watched the old Rockies, like, I appreciated Creed 2 much more. So, yeah, we bumped that up. I think I gave, like, Creed 2 initially, like, a two stars. And now it's, like, three, three and a half. So I was like, okay, cool. And then, of course, uh, Creed 3, um, it was okay. Uh, you know, it has our, well, it has, uh, <laughs> it has, uh, what's his face? Michael B. Jordan and um, my old boy uh jonathan majors i don't know if he's my boy anymore um so we'll see what happens with him and his career uh it's gonna be really tough for him just going forward so wait what and do you mean what do you mean 
Did something happen with him? Yeah, it's just uh, hopefully, like, you know, um, the girl, uh, he was uh, arrested for, um, for, I think, domestic, like, yeah, like assault on his girlfriend. So hopefully, you know, like, hopefully his girlfriend's all right. But then apparently, like, they released texts that kind of absolved him from the situation. But then from my understanding, it just made him look worse um the oh text the text yeah text exchange between uh him and his girlfriend uh, oh. uh but yeah and it's it sucks too because like later he's like obviously he's having himself a year but then you know he's part of marvel and i'm, I'm curious to see what marvel does because he's like he's like um a a marvel the, person yeah like he's the, the villain he's the thanos of this yeah is yeah, yeah. And also, too, which is interesting, is he's having a movie that I've already seen at Sundance called Magazine Dreams, and he actually plays, like, it's kind of unfortunate, kind of like the character <laughs> that he's, like, accused of being in regards to, like, physical assault. So I'm like, ooh, don't know how he's going to do it. And, you know, it's, it's supposed to be a big awards play for him, I guess, in regards to, like, the acting categories. So... <laughs> We'll see. Only time will tell. We'll see what uh, Searchlight Pictures, the distributor, decides to do with that movie. If they decide to wait and see or just drop it off on Hulu or something. Um, and yikes. then, yeah, big yikes, big yikes. Um, Interesting. And then uh, the last one I watched uh, was John Wick Chapter 4. That movie was fucking awesome. Um, great. Everybody should watch it. Uh, the action was insane. Um, the third act alone was amazing. It was just that third act was just one hour of pure like action, white knuckle, great shit, just great practical effects. Um, yeah, go for the action, not the story. So, yeah, really, really good, really fun time in the theater. Would recommend. But yeah, that's what I've been watching this past uh, past March. The wife. So I guess we'll go ahead and go into the movies now. Um, so, Zareen and Megan recommended movies this past month, so I get to choose, and then I would like to start with Milk, so I'll go ahead and hand the keys over to Zareen, she can introduce Milk. Okay, yeah, so, um, Milk is a biopic about the historical figure Harvey Milk, um, the movie was released in 2008. And um, Sean Penn plays uh, Harvey Milk. And so if anyone's not familiar with him, um, he was the first openly gay um, city official. He was on the Board of Supervisors of San Francisco, and he was an icon of the gay rights movement um, around the 70s. Um, And very unfortunately, he was assassinated by his own um, council fellow council member um, Dan White, who also assassinated the mayor at that time, who was George Moscone. Um, so it's a very very dramatic part of San Francisco history, part of the gay rights uh, movement's history. Um, and yeah, so that was um, the movie was mostly dealing with his rise into politics um, as well as the assassination. Um, so yeah, I chose this because I love reading and learning about, um, local history. Megan and I both live in San Francisco. And, um, so yeah, with that 
let's get into um, first impressions or first thoughts about the movie. Uh, Megan, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go ahead and go first. Um, I personally really enjoyed this movie. Um, if I'm being honest, I don't know if this gives me bad luck, but I actually did not. I hesitate to say this, but I did not know much about Harvey Milk, if anything at all. Um, and so this was like super surprising to me. Um, one, uh, maybe I'll kind of dive that into that later. Actually, I'll dive into it now. One thing that I particularly liked about this movie was how I feel um, parts of it were essentially narrated by Harvey Milk himself. And then we could go ahead and get into that later. Um, but then it would like cut to scenes from the past. Um, and I also personally just really liked it because I like movies where you are able to recognize pieces. And like Zareen said, uh, she and I both live in San Francisco. And I would actually say, um, especially compared to The Pursuit of Happiness, um, which is a movie I picked for March, which also takes place in San Francisco, it had a um, Milk had a lot of like scenes where you could tell that you were in San Francisco, or at least like this whatever set they used was very representative of San Francisco. Um, but I really enjoyed it, and I really liked the historical aspect in the sense of learning more about um like the gay rights movement particularly in san francisco and in california as well so i did i really enjoyed this movie how about you jared first impression this movie is really good um i didn't i personally didn't like have any expectations going into it i was like I was just like, okay, it's a bi like it's a biopic and like we'll see how it goes. But honestly, I was like completely blown away by Sean Penn's performance and also to the directing from it. Like just how um just the 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 the, the story was really tight, like really, really tight in regards to how it moved and they, like it was never slow one bit. Um a lot of the visual motifs regarding uh, like in regards to like shooting having the camera shoot the scene but shoot the reflection of it like one in particular uh there's a specific scene on the street that was shot uh from the reflection of like a glass on the floor and then I, like when i saw that i was like wow that that's like pretty cool and then just go like persisting throughout like there's just a lot of like scenes where people are talking and you just see it from the mirror I thought so. I just thought like just that that particular style of the movie was really unique, and just at the end of the day, it's just Sean Penn carried this movie so hard, and I loved his performance. Um, yeah, but that's that was my initial uh, first impressions. I was completely taken by surprise of how good this movie is, and yeah, I love this movie. But yeah. How about, awesome. how about yeah and Zareen, did you talk about your first impressions already oh no i haven't um okay. yeah so i think i kind of um went in with high expectations because i did hear a lot of good things about this movie i think it got nominated or maybe won some things at the oscars it's here um and also i kind of went in knowing what the story like what happened um 
because I've read a couple of books um, about like this period of San Francisco. And yeah, it's a wild time. Um, I think I, I enjoyed it. I agree that um, the performance was really good. Um, I think I was maybe expecting some like some more historical context or some like additional things around that time that I was like expecting to see um, or like slightly different takes. Um, so like a couple things that were like slightly different from what I was um, coming in with the expectation of was um, like I've read, I think like the way that milk was portrayed was like um, a little bit different, like from what I've read or like seen in other places, he was kind of a very like eccentric character and was like, not just like goofy, but also kind of like had tempers sometimes or would just be like really, really loud or, um, yeah, a bit more kind of inflammatory, I guess. And I think like the performance was a bit more like serious and tame compared to that. So that, that was like one difference that I noticed. Um, some other things I think like in just like historically, um, when he was like in office, I was kind of expecting there to be more um, interactions shown between him and some of the other supervisors, like besides Dan White, like they kind of showed it as him and Dan White having this sort of like one-on-one -on -one, like beef, uh, which I think there was some of that. But I also know that, um, you know, Milk had like sort of an alliance with like Willie Brown, who was like one of the other supervisors. and. Um, yeah, from, like, some of the texts that I've read, like, that was a bigger part of, um, like, his politics, his, like, uh, his time in office. Um, so anyways, that's going into the weeds a little bit, but, uh, I think there was, like, a slightly different, um, focus than what I went in, um, expecting. But that being said, um, I think, like, the way it was shot, the way they kind of, um, the performances were done, and also how they like edited in both like actual footage as well as the like recreated like acting um, was really like skillfully done in a way that I wasn't sure was gonna work at first, but like it really they kind of like managed to pull that off nicely. Yeah, nice. And then I guess we can. Does anybody else have initial impressions? Because other than that, we can just go to spoilers. Let's dive in. Awesome. So I guess I, I'll, I'll go first, man. Like, uh, I mean, really the only thing that like, so I cried. I cried twice. And I guess I'll talk about the first one just so we can go in like the chronological order. Um, I like that they set up how, you know, he was at the Castro, which was cool. Um, seeing the Castro just like through film was cool. But like when I think when uh, what's it called that bill in Florida pass. And um, basically like just uh, I, I think you can discriminate uh, hiring, not hiring somebody based off their sexual orientation and that pass. And then that kid who I'm kind of mixed about this because I feel like it was kind of emotionally manipulative. Because the kid from Minnesota, when he called Sean Penn about, like, killing himself, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, that's sad. And then you see he's in a fucking wheelchair, and then you're just like, oh, my God, he's in a wheelchair. That's even more sad. And I was <laughs> like, oh, my God. But then when I thought of him, like, why did, like, 
Like, A, this person, like, why did they put this person in a wheelchair? Like, is this based off a real person? But also, too, I thought it, if it's not, then I'm like, why did they do that just to like make you feel more shitty? That's that's like that's what I felt about that about that uh specific scene, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I kind of kind of shed a tear there. I'm like, oh my god, he legit can't go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know how you felt about that. I no, okay. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Megan. No, go ahead. I have nothing really. Uh, like beneficial to add to the conversation (laughs) yeah i i also felt like it was like a little bit out of place i think like i'm guessing or at least i hope i feel like it did happen because it felt like so randomly specific that i was like there's no way they like made this up this like definitely had to be a real detail (laughs) right yeah but like that being said i i feel like it wasn't very like smoothly added into the picture like i think i'm guessing he must have been getting like a lot of like mail and like phone calls outside of this one um from people who are like reaching out to him or just like stopping by who had like come from other parts of the country you know like other like queer youth um and they didn't really like show the context of any of the other ones happening so it felt like really random (laughs) that it was just sort of like put in in the middle of like some big like campaign night or something um and yeah and i felt like that part of it like the lack of like context made it a little bit like on the nose for me yeah and and i understand it's like supposed to highlight like the struggle that uh that queer people have in regards to like back back during those times in regards to like just especially too, especially being so young, just not having access and the resources to best support them. So I understand that's a colleague that. But at the end of the day, like thinking about like reflecting on my experience and the way that 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 because every scene has a purpose, right? Like the way like the purpose of that scene, I felt like it was just emotionally manipulative in regards to like, yes, he's struggling to like that because he's because he's a uh, gay and his parents are going to send him to a clinic or whatever. But then I'm like, did he really have to be in a wheelchair? I'm like, come on. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, that, that was my um, two cents. But what'd you guys, uh, what'd you guys think of Dave Franco? I, I was surprised to see him in the movie. I was surprised to see him in the movie too. Um, yeah, actually I don't have any thoughts beyond that. I, I just didn't know he was going to be in the movie. I like there was a there was a lot of people. I was like making your your, your boy Diego Luna showed up. I was like, oh Whoa. Diego, oh that boy was. Which by the way, I mean that was that was based off a true purse. That was just yeah. I all I have to say was that was very interesting. That was a very interesting he, character. He was funny. I thought of you, Megan, so much. I thought of you so much. It's not like we joke all the time. It's like, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. So so emotionally manipulative. No, No, that's emotionally manipulative. That was very emotionally manipulative. And then the fact that he was like, uh, like something, do you like my last act? And I was like, no. No. Yeah. I was like, bro. But that... That relationship was just very interesting. I mean, whether or not I can't say if he like loved him, maybe he did, but I think a whole lot of it was fixated on the fact that he wanted to like fix him. Fix him, exactly. Like it, it was something he could control. Like he had control over and a lot of people like in general 
like the idea of having control and so a lot of people become sad or like upset or frustrated or angry is when they feel like they don't have control and so like i i feel like that was like what a lot of the relationship was about um Kari Zareen, were you gonna say something um <laughs> it was like frustrating to watch that relationship because he like gave away what seemed to be a much better or like healthier relationship with dave franco's character and um yeah this guy was just like so needy and didn't get along with any of his friends and it was yeah it was like frustrating to see him like this was like at the height of his like political power he had just been like elected as supervisor and it was like confusing why he was staying in this like pretty toxic not good for him relationship but yeah i also did not know dave franco was going to be in that in the movie and that surprised me i have a question do you think if a movie about a gay man historical figure today was made do you do you think that that specific role should be given to a person who identify as queer or can a straight person take that role i'm just curious what you guys think yeah honestly that is exactly what crossed my mind the entire movie like when i was watching dave franco and i was watching sean penn like i i assume they're both straight men correct me if i'm wrong um i think but, yeah i agree i think they are yeah yeah um no, that definitely, like, bothered me, and I was, like, like, definitely, like, great performances. No doubt that they, you know, did a good job making the movie, um, but I, I, I definitely, like, you're, you're literally talking about the gay rights movement, right? Mm -hmm. And you're showcasing, you know, a historical figure, and you're, like, what would the people want? What would he have wanted, right? And it's like, that is kind of like a step or like, you know, a part of the movement um, is to have that representation, right? Because it's, yeah. it's not just about, you know, like doing honor to the movement and the historical figure, but it's also about like creating opportunities for like queer people today and you know, using that platform to, like, help launch someone's career or give them their big break or, you know, just, like, advance them in whatever they're doing. Um, yeah, I think that representation matters a lot. Because mm -hmm. I was like, because it made me think about that because I, I feel like, you know, it, it's cool that we're seeing a lot more queer stories, like, in mainstream media. Um, but also, too, I'm like... I'm like, if it's about a queer person, I'm like, I feel like the actor should at least be like LGBTQ plus. I mean, I know I'm missing a letter, but like from 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 that specific, I guess, like sexual orientation slash culture so that it best represents like not only the character they're portraying, but also to like everything contextually behind that character like for instance the, the reason why I, I asked this question is because i thought i thought about i had this conversation with my friend about we're just talking about like uh just 
queer cinema and stuff like that. And then we talked about Eddie Redmayne and how he won an Oscar for portraying a trans woman. And I'm like, and then like today, I don't think, like, I, I think he was like, I don't know a lot about the situation and the conversation back then uh, when he won for the Danish girl, uh, best actor. Uh, but uh, I don't think that would have flied today. So I was like, huh, that made me think about Sean Penn because, you know, Sean Penn did win an Oscar for this. And don't get me wrong, he did a phenomenal job. Um, but I was like, oh, that just made me curious about what y'all thought about it. Megan, did you think, did you, you have any thoughts about this? Sorry. Hello. Um, now that you put it that way, I actually would agree, um, that like a person, a part of the LGBTQ community, um, to like play in these roles, at least nowadays, because it's like if they were to, you know, win an Oscar for their role, um, just kind of like what you said with Eddie Redmayne, the fact that he won a he he as like a straight like cisgender man, one playing a transgendered woman, like that role. Um, which sounds very corny, but I just feel like representation matters. And so, um, just like actually putting people into these roles that actually have gone through these experiences, I feel like is probably in the move, at least for movies moving forward. Good question. Yeah, but then other than that, like the last thing I have to add, like the other time I cried and like, I even like saw because I, I was watching a YouTube scene and it's like like seeing scenes uh comparison of like real life and um and the movie and, and honestly like they did a pretty good job but I saw the what popped up on YouTube was his reaction just of uh I think winning yeah I think it was when he won the seat to be uh is it supervisor is it that what he won yeah yeah okay yeah just like like it just showed like a five like five to seven second shot like just holding the camera just holding on sean penn and just him like reacting and just seeing how much like it meant to him like it's just uh it was really like it just got me like really emotional because it's like obviously like it means a lot to him and just uh especially to like just him like showing a lot like a lot of bravery to not only represent his people but like also to face a lot of backlash too right during that time um so i just thought that was like a really beautiful scene just like seeing like all like you know he he ran for office like two to three times and he failed and finally he won and i was like that that was like honestly like really beautiful and i was like i really appreciate that did not did that did, did not expect the waterworks to fly during that scene for sure no, I would agree. I actually didn't know. Why, granted, I didn't know anything really about Harvey Milk. And then I think it was really neat that they showed that he was continuously trying and trying. Um, like running for, I think, the same position, supervisor. And so I thought that was very neat because the first time when you see him like not wearing a suit and he's kind of like his hippie self, I actually thought when thought that's when he was going to win. Um, but then we kind of just saw the progression of his like journey into the actual seat and he had gone he had lost about like two to three times before he actually was on the board um 
one scene that I thought was, well, personally, it's like, it's unimportant, but I just thought it was personally weird since we talked about like the wheelchair, like scene. Um, there was that scene where he was, I think they were talking about prop six and um, they had like, you know, his team of people all in a room. And then they were saying how they should start coming out to people. Um, and that like, they need to start now because they, they need to basically express how they know, like, like just they being just Californians know someone who is gay. And then he had one of his people who said that he hadn't come out to his dad yet. And then he had, he went to go ahead and made a private phone call in like a bedroom. Unless I like blacked out, I don't really know what else came out of that scene. Like, I thought that was a cool scene, but then I don't remember anything else coming out of that scene. Yeah, and I thought it was like, I'm like, yo, man, why are you forcing him to come out? Like, no, what like, if he's not ready? I was yeah. like, no, I was like, that would, I was like, hey, I was like, but that's interesting. Like, I kind of get the concept, but at the same time, I'm like, um. Yeah, I was uncomfortable with that. Telling people to come out. That's toxic. <laughs> 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 And then speaking of prop six, um, Megan, I love when a movie shouts out Fullerton. What's up? What's up with that? I was like, yo, Fullerton. That was was actually hollow funny. So Jared and I are both from Fullerton. um, But I first, I I initially thought it was funny. And I thought it was the end of it when they shouted out Orange County. (laughs) When they were trying to figure out where to get the votes. And then... um, and like Orange County, Orange fucking County was like one of the more difficult, like it was one of the obstacles in regards to like getting votes. And then it was all the more funny when Harvey Milk had a debate with the state senator, I be- like a state senator, I believe, in Fullerton, California. That yeah, you know, of, I was looking at how Senator <laughs> Briggs, funny. Senator Briggs is from Fullerton. Like that, that's where you're kidding so i was like oh interesting and then also too is he dead uh, i'm not sure but interesting enough uh even though he's from orange county uh according to an article what's it called uh orange county uh for prop six like lost it was like uh, 54 against and 54 percent against and then the rest can't do math 46 i don't know 46-4. 46-4. So I was like, oh, wow, it actually lost in Orange County. In real life, that is. Oh, so they just made that part up? Uh, What do you mean? Wait, I thought they were showing that Orange County won. They won the vote. Oh, they did? That's what's in the movie? Maybe I'm forgetting. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong, you know? Kids, do your own research, you know. I did mine, but maybe mine's wrong. But, but yeah, that's really all I have left to say about the movie. Does anybody else have anything to say? Yeah, I had a question for you guys. Like, what did you guys think about this being a biopic versus a documentary? Because there is also separately a documentary about milk called The Times of Harvey Milk, which this movie is. It's very based heavily, of, right? yeah, based off of that one. Um, yeah, so maybe this is specific to this movie because this movie like did include a lot of like documentary footage, like videos, and 
pictures, but then they like, you know, supplemented that with the acting. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, do you think, I mean, none of us have seen the documentary, but um, what do you think about um, having this like historical, um, you know, the sequence of events being presented in one way versus the other? I think a lot of it has to do with just what's more digestible. Like, I know at the end of the movie they credited because I I think I think the the documentary like with Harvey Milk. What what what's the what is it called, Doreen? Uh, you know the, called? the Times of Harvey Milk. Yeah, I think that came out in like the eighties. I think. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they actually they the 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 producer director working behind Milk um worked a lot in conjunction with um the director of that documentary. Uh, mm -hmm. So um, with that being said, I just feel like um, it's just another good like platform to depict his history also to like, I guess to highlight a specific history that is not necessarily t uh, talked about a lot in regards to um, gay rights and the, like the first actual bastion of gay rights that is Harvey Milk. So I, I think it's good because like, yes, documentaries are cool, but then for the average, average, I, I guess just really um, like, n like narrowing it down, the average American, it's just not as accessible to them. So making it into like a drama makes it more like interesting and engaging to the viewer. So that's like that's what I think about like this being made to a drama rather than a documentary. And granted like I I'll, like I'm not going to watch a documentary but like like I could watch a documentary but like I know like not a lot of people are like me, right? In regards to like in regards to willingly watching different types of forms of media. So yeah, I just think it's that it was good that this was uh, portrayed as a drama just to show just to have like a wider range of accessibility for everybody. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that. So I, I normally am not a person who like watches documentaries, um, like from my own, you know, willpower. But um, like after I finished watching this um, on HBO, the other one came up as a, a suggestion um, as like, things that people watch like this and I like I actually started watching it I, I watched like 20 minutes or something and I feel like if I had the time um I would have kept going and I kind of do want to go back and watch the whole thing um I thought it was really interesting because they actually uh used interviews with all of the people who were um shown in the movie so you know like Cleve Jones and um like all of his friends his uh campaign manager um yeah, and it was super interesting to get, like, their perspectives on Harvey Milk, like, what they thought about him, um, and that's where I kind of, like, learned about how his personality was, like, kind of different from how they showed it in the movie, um, and, yeah, just hearing their, like, first-person accounts of it, I think, like, added a lot of color and context, um, that I didn't get through the movie. Um, and yeah, and also just getting their perspective like many years later, like looking back was super interesting. And um, so I'm, I'm kind of curious to 
like fill in the gaps of, you know, like uh, what wasn't shown in this movie, but maybe was captured in the documentary is interesting to me. Um, and I, I think it's, it's interesting that Jared, you were saying like, it's like more digestible as shown as a drama. Um, Cause I, I feel like the, the story itself is like already such a drama. Like it almost doesn't need um, additional massaging because it's like kind of insane what happened. Um, but yeah, it, I think I was like surprised by that. Like, I feel like I could be happy with like either format, which I, I couldn't say is true of like most documentaries. Cause I'm, I'm usually like not very gung ho or like interested in watching them. Nice. And then Megan, you have anything to add? No, I would just, I would just agree with Jared, especially since I personally didn't know much about Harvey Milk. Um, granted this, was suggested through movie club, but just in the sense that I feel like a film, like a drama film would be more accessible in regards to kind of being exposed to this topic. And it made me like super interested in like just learning more about this topic. And I didn't, um, they did pay credit to the documentary at the end. And so I would be very interested to like check that out further, but nothing to add really. Nice. Any so any last thoughts? I just really enjoyed this film. I personally gave it a four and a half out of five, and it made the top ten of my movie club list. Nice. Even nice. though I had, I even though I didn't have much to say about it, yeah, it was no. just more so like of just like how I felt during the movie. I thought the um as a person living in San Francisco like in California, specifically in San Francisco. It was cool to see like all the landmarks and learn more about like the city of San Francisco and specifically about the gay rights movement that like originated in the Castro district. Um, so I just thought that was like super, super neat. How about you, Zarin? Um, I would give it a three and a half, I think. Um, I, I feel like I probably had like different expectations coming in um compared to both of you uh given that i sort of had in mind like what what was going to be shown um versus what was shown um but i i definitely agree with megan that i loved just seeing it as kind of like a love letter to sf and like the history of a very important movement and seeing that scene on the big screen is like really heartwarming and it was a good performance. And I would definitely recommend this to everyone. Yeah. I give it a four, four and a half out of five. Um, loved it. Would watch it again later just for the performances. Um, great movie indeed. But uh, you know, so moving from one bio, a biopic in SF to another biopic based in SF is The Pursuit of Happiness. So we can go ahead and give it off to Megan. Yeah, I thought that was super funny in a sense that uh, both the movies, um, like Unplanned, take, pick in, take place in San Francisco. So I chose The Pursuit of Happiness um for the month of march it was recommended to me by a friend and it's also been a movie that i've been wanting to watch 
Um, so it focuses on the life of, I just want to make sure, yeah, Chris Gardner, who is played by Will Smith, um, and how he's jug- he has financial struggles while also juggling, um, while also like dealing with homelessness and um, juggling being a single father. And it also features his son, who plays his son in the movie, um, his son being Jaden Smith. And then essentially how he's trying to navigate the situation and all the things that he's trying to do to provide a life for him and his son. Um, Hence, like, the pursuit of happiness. Uh, But yeah, Um, so I guess we could just go ahead and dive into... Oh, and also the film was um, in 2006, I want to say. The 2006, like, drama film. Um, Yeah, so we'll go ahead and dive into first thoughts. Um, Starting with... Let's go ahead and start with Jared. The Pursuit of Happiness by starring the canceled Will Smith. Um, I watched it, and I know that a lot of people like love this movie and also too i know a a lot of my friends saw it when they were young and i never seen it before i've always known about it but i i did not like this movie at all i thought it was i thought it was so bad like (laughs) like just laugh like it was so corny and just the performances were good but like the just the writing and just the purpose of like what is what the movie is trying to make you feel just overall which i guess i'll talk about more later i just totally disagreed with and then some of the writing too was so stupid like it was so stupid especially too is like this is the part in my life called running and it just shows him running i'm like that is like dude shut like shut the fuck up like let me just watch you and it's just yeah, and then I have like more to say, but yeah, I did not like this movie. Um, but I'm glad I watched it because I w- I thought I was gonna like it, but I'm uh, disappointed that I didn't. But yeah, that's my first thoughts. That is hella funny, LMAO. <laughs> uh, Zareen, <laughs> go ahead and share your thoughts with us. <laughs> yeah, sure. So I, um, when I was a kid, I remember seeing the trailers for this movie on TV. Um, and I, similar to Jared, never actually watched it as a kid, but I always wanted to. Um, so yeah, this was my first watch as well. Um, I thought, so going in, I did not know that it was based on a real story. And I think that the, like, sequence of events that happened to the real Chris Gardner, um, is, like, a very compelling narrative. And I, like, think it's amazing that he you know, was able to go through all of these struggles, these financial and like family life struggles, and was able to make it out like it's truly is like the kind of like rag to riches, like American dream, like classic story. Um, But I, I did not like the way that this story was told in the movie. Um, I felt like there was just a lot of things that were really like they were hitting you over the head with just very like on the nose kind of cheesy like Jared said um the biggest part was like the whole like pursuit of happiness theme 
yeah, the way they went about that was, oh my god, <laughs> so corny, and I was, like, cringing every time they were, like, referencing the Constitution or, like, Thomas Jefferson or whatever, um, and, yeah, I felt like there were a lot of moments where they were trying to be funny, and it really just did not work for me, or, yeah, I, it, a lot of it just, like, didn't feel very authentic um and so yeah it was kind of like a drag to watch um so yeah I feel like they kind of did a disservice to this guy's story honestly <laughs> that's my th initial thoughts that is so funny so my take on it is I <laughs> love this movie I like I eat this shit up, not gonna lie. Like, I love these kind of movies. Um, and so, yeah, I just, like, loved it. I personally, I mean, I do have some, like, um, like, things to talk about in regards to kind of, like, the overall messaging. But... I did enjoy this movie. I did cry. Sure, it was corny, but I just genuinely thought I was too immersed in the story itself to, like, that I excused those, like, moments. I totally forgot until, like, Serene mentioned it about, like, him quoting, like, the Declaration of Independence, <laughs> which was, you know, which is, like, now that I think about it, not watching it is, like, stupid. Right, can can but, I just say real quick, and then yeah. I'm, like, I'm never going to talk about this again, because this is my only talking point about that. You know, Will Smith... Whenever something shitty to my life happens, I always think about Thomas Jefferson too. I always think about him during that time. You know, you know what too, you know, when 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 I'm like out of money, I do think of the words pursuit of happiness. Yes, that that is exactly what I think of every time every time something bad to me happens. When he fucking said that shit, I was like laughing. I'm like there's no fucking way you're thinking of Thomas Jefferson right now. No way. I was well, like shut up. I don't oh know. Oh. I don't know, but this was based off a book, I believe, that he yeah, wrote. Yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm just like no. Megan. Like, do you think he is really thinking? I don't know what happened to him. Let's just say, like, let's just say he lost his, he lost his bone density scanner. Are you telling me when he lost his bone density scanner that was one of the things? He was okay. That's entirely of. fair. That's entirely like, I fair. Was, when he said that, I was like, "You gotta be like, why did like, how did this go into the script?" I was like laughing. It was so funny. Like it's so stupid. But that's yes, so funny. Uh, I feel like now continue. I need to watch it through the lens of like, uh, like through your lens because I would agree there are like corny parts, but I just personally was too like emotionally invested into the movie that I just didn't really if I'm being honest I kind of like blacked out during those parts because I didn't really remember until Zareen mentioned it right now but I'm personally I love movies about humans and human emotions human relationships to the human experience so just this person <laughs> was, was perfect for me actually and it's just so, I, uh, yeah, that's like, I, but I acknowledge, I acknowledge that it was corny. I so I would love, to, I would love to like talk about it more. It's just, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry that your experience wasn't that great oh, no, as mine. It's, 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 it's great. And it's like, 
<laughs> yeah, because I, I really, I like, like I know one person that's like one of his favorite movies. I'm like, dude, you should. I, I was talking to him like, dude, you should rewatch it. Like, I think you'll have like a different view. Because also too, this happened like right before the 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 stock market crash. And I was like, like finding solace in, in like I I feel like they were like really like glorified like being a stock trader. Yes, <laughs> like this that is, annoyed me so much. Like, oh my god, it's this will be your savior. Uh, you gotta invest into the American market, like. That's how you get ahead in life, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, like, so many people like lost so much during during the 2008 recession because of. I was like, Jesus. Ooh. Um, but yeah, I guess we can we can talk about spoilers now. Um, but but um, I don't like how they treated the wife. How she was just kind of like tossed aside in silence. Like, yo, she was like trying her best and like. Will like they basically just glorified Will Smith's character. It's like, see, the mom's a quitter, but Will Smith is not a quitter. I'm like, I'm like, okay. It's like, yo, she's legit. Like, put like, I'm not, I'm not saying what she did was cool. Like, I, I would like leaving your kid. Nah, fuck that. But it's like, the, 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 the message I got from it. It's like, oh, you see, like, even though Will Smith's in a shitty situation, he's just putting his head down and working hard. And I'm just like. I just feel like they just treated the mom like shit. Like they, like meaning the movie, or the movie. they meaning yeah, they, like Will Smith's character. No, the movie. The movie, yeah, because the they movie. actually like changed um the act his actual life story yeah. a decent amount for the uh-huh. movie. Like yeah, he a was lot. never with he was never with the kid, right? Um, yeah, because like yeah. the wife actually left with the kid, and then at some point later, like um reunited with the dad yeah like the the whole story was like significantly more complicated and that's uh, so interesting yeah because yeah, they basically like yeah. edited and like um combined a lot of like different events that had happened at different times and like combined it and edited it in a way so that it would be like more dramatized yeah yeah and I, i'm like i'm assuming you looked it up too zareen after the movie yeah, exactly. Because yeah, I was like, I was like, there's, I was like, there's no way, like, I, I was like, there's, I was like, there's no way that this was his life. Like, I did not believe it because, well, a, Will Smith is a producer on this movie, right? And secondly, just having the luxury of hindsight and just knowing who Will Smith is as a person, and he, he's kind of like, he, I feel sorry for him because, like, at least in Hollywood, he's taken a lot of roles that kind of portray him as like. The, the 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 uh the token black guy in hollywood where it's like like uh he's just trying his best and he like every character he plays in every movie in like every movie he's like the hero like it, whether it be hancock or irobot or men in black every movie he's strategic about and just how like his persona is so that's why like when i saw the pursuit of happiness which which don't get me wrong he did a great job but i was just like and ex- especially to seeing that he was a producer i'm like Yo, there's like no like, like they like 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 what you said, Zareen. Like they altered some shit. So I looked it up, and I was like, yeah, like the son was not with him when he like got this internship. Like he was by himself. Wow, that actually changes a lot. Then, like, um, like the uh, I think like so when he was yeah getting the internship and like doing the internship. The son was with the mom who like moved somewhere else. And then later on, I think when he started working, um, 
that he got custody of the son. Um, so like it is true that he was raising his son by himself for some time and he did struggle like financially with a lot of stuff. Um, <clears throat> but it wasn't like to the extent that they showed in the movie. Yeah. Interessant. Um, <laughs> I was, I had some questions, but I kind of, they were, they're questions that are like one sided because I actually did not expect y'all to be kind of like on the opposite spectrum of me, if I'm being honest. It's okay. You ask away. No, but I was going to say, were there any, what points? This is literally assuming that you cried, which I don't think you guys did. Because <laughs> 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 uh, I was going to say, what points in the movie made you cry? Because I cried a lot. Wait, but, what points in the movies made you cry? Um, the point in the movie that made me One of the points that made me cry was when they were in the bathroom. Yeah, um, that one was a pretty rock bottom moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, like, okay, just kind of, like, kind of separating the two. Yes, this is based on a true story, but I just feel like if you take the story for what it is, like, not relating, like, say that, just like, this is, yeah, exactly. So, just, like, just, like, the fact that he's a single father, and he was working, he has financial struggles, and he was doing an internship that, where he did not get paid, and then he would... The fact that he was a single father, he had to leave work every um, early every day, and they were dealing with homelessness, and um, and that fact one time they could not. I think that was actually the first time that they got. That was the time that they got kicked out of the motel, and so they went ended up going to like a bar station and staying overnight in the bathroom. That was just like so like heartbreaking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Granted, I do have, like, some issues with the movie in regards to, like, its messaging. Um, so one one thing that I hate about, like, movies like this is, like, dude, you could just, if you just, if you believe in yourself enough and you work hard enough, you oh, can make it God. out of, like, these kind of situations, which I essentially, I mean, granted, so, like, people do have stories like this, but these are, like, obviously people like to hear good things. So these are, like, one in a million stories, but then they're so amplified just because it's just, like, it's a it's like a huge movie. So like, obviously it's kind of, it's so like easy to like generalize. Um, so like, that's my issue with like this kind of movie, but like movies like this, but like putting that aside, like you could just tell like, cause if you do put yourself in his shoes, it's like, dude, he's a single father. And like, he's like, you literally just have to tell yourself that like everything is going to be okay. And not only because, like, your life depends on it, but, like, literally your child's life depends on it. Because it's, like, it's not only, like, you now, it's just, like, another person. So, just the fact that he was, I know it's, like, all, like, stupid and corny, but just, like, the fact that, you know, he was, like, showing up every day and, like, putting in the work, again, like, all problematic in itself, but, like, I don't know. I think it was just, like, because if you do put yourself in that situation, like, it's, that's fucking hard, dude. Um, yeah. I, I, I agree, but, like, going back to your sentiment about, like, your negative feelings towards the message, like, that, I, I am in full agreement that, like, that that's what the movie was, like, 
trying to harp on you, and that's why I did not care about like trying to like put myself in that shoes because I'm like that like to me the movie was saying, Hey look, this is the American dream. All you gotta do is put your head down, work, and this will happen to you. And I'm like, nah, I'm sorry. Like like that's not how it works. Like honestly, if the ending showed like obviously it's based on true story, but in a vacuum. If the ending showed him not getting it and that's how the movie ended, I was like, yo, I was like, that's a good movie. That's real life. But then, like, bro, like him meeting with the CEO, like, no shot. Him, like, um, I mean, solving a Rubik's Cube in like 30 minutes and it just came out. I'm like, no. Oh my God. I I'm like, that. no, I'm like, no way. Like, no way. I'm sorry. For me, like, like, I totally get the messaging of the movie, but the way the way that I took from it is just like, I mean, I think that messaging is stupid and very like mm -hmm. problematic, but the way that I kind of took the movie and I think it kind of helped me view the movie throughout is like, it, I think it's just so, I think it's just like so unfair and so sad that uh -huh. like, like millions of people like are experiencing this kind of like struggle like, and even, like, kids. Like, because I'm, like, a teacher myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, like... In, re in regards me, to uh, depicting poverty, right? Yeah. It, like, and makes think, me really yeah. sad because it's, like, dude, this kid, like... You know, like, as a parent, like, he's dealing with mm -hmm. so... Like, a single parent and, like, dealing with homelessness. He's dealing with already so much. And it's, like, he has to, like... I mean, some I don't blame him sometimes when he had his, like, little outburst when when his son was like complaining like what are we doing or like when he yeah. dropped his captain america but it's just like dude as a kid you, you don't know what the fuck is going on and his kid had to tag like at least in the movie okay right his kid had to tag along like during the weekends to like and the dude like that kid's it's just a kid and it's like he had to tag mm -hmm. along during the weekends that kid was staying up hella late and um it wasn't for like will at least will smith's character for like a lack of trying to find them a home but he was staying up, like, really late, you know, like, not sleeping in the best of circumstances. So that's kind of, like, the the lens in which I, like, approach this movie. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just, like, very painful to think that this is, like, at least in regards to the struggle aspect, that people very much do experience this. And then, obviously, it was, like, it had the, um, it had, like, the, it was, like, side by side you know his struggle and like he was working in stocks and you know it's just like all these like tons of like white people like that guy pulled up in his ferrari um people like he was even struggled to like give someone like a five dollar bill which is like something that i feel like at least for sometimes like i could give to someone easily you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's just like it makes it that's kind of how i viewed them it just like made me really sad just like especially with some like living in San Francisco, it made me very reflective. Like there's definitely like a huge like disparity in San Francisco and some people are literally in their own fucking world and it's actually like kind of sick. Um, mm -hmm. And it just kind of made me think about like the bigger picture. So like I didn't really wasn't focusing like on the messaging of like, you know, if you work hard, you will like, if you're passionate about it enough, because one thing that I fucking hated, I saw this video of Chris Gardner, was like, only have a plan A. He's like, you need to be so focused on plan A that you, you shouldn't even have a plan B. Because if you have a plan B, that means you're not Easier, focusing 100% yeah. of your energy on plan A. I'm like, that's fucking stupid. 
So I think I think that's why I personally didn't have a problem with the movie because I wasn't looking at it like through that lens. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it was just more so of like how I saw that how I was depicting like actual struggles. And I'm like, dude, that's so shitty. Cause I sometimes <laughs> when I just walk around in like my life in San Francisco, um, I'm like, wow, it's like must be nice. And then, you know, I deal with kid like black and brown kids who like it's like I don't know, like sometimes they're jerks, but it's just like, you know, it does every now and then I do have to think about like I don't know what's going on in their life and mm-hmm. the last thing one they want to do is do math in class. Um not trying to convince you two to like like the movie, oh, but yeah, that I is know. the pers- that is the perspective that I did have like watching most of the movie. And I do. Sorry, agree. I was like redundant a lot. No, it's okay because I do agree with you. Like, I think this movie like perfectly illustrates like like struggles living in poverty. It's just where I take action is how it uses that as a soundboard. In regards to everything will turn out okay if you. Like, even though you may be in this situation, everything will turn out okay. I'm like, no, that's like, no, like, that's what, like, that's what really pissed me off. Like, cause it, it, it's like, that's what, like, honestly, like, it frustrates me with this movie because, like, it does such, like, I do agree with you, it does such a good job of showing, like, like, especially to a person of, a person of color's hardship in poverty. But I'm just like, I just feel like it totally delegitimizes their position and their struggles by saying, oh, yeah, you see these struggles. But like, look at this, look at this black guy. He can do it. You can do it, too. I'm like, no, like, 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 I, I like that's what really just turned me off about that movie, because like everything it's just like, hey, here's a sad thing. Oh, here's another shitty, sad thing that happened. Hey, look, here's another shitty, sad thing that happened. But hey, everything turns out OK, because he gets his. He gets his job and he gets his five dollar back. Oh, whoopie doo! I'm like, no, <laughs> like that. Like I was like really pissed off at the end for sure. Um, That's fair. Yeah, but I, I, but I do acknowledge what like where you see the movie, and I do see that movie. However, I can't get past the. that it all leads up to like a final message yeah that it uses that and kind of all of of that to like as ammunition for exactly as the wrong ammunition i'm like because like like those by itself is like fine but it's like yeah it's all part of a bigger picture which is yeah like like the message it's sending exactly like you know like i i think automatically back to moonlight like like moonlight is is like a great depiction of what it's like to be I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that I know how it is, but at least what it, what it, what it feel uh, what it looks like to be not only black but also someone who identifies as queer, right? And like the struggles of 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 uh, of uh, that follows with those two different um, backgrounds in life. And like you know, Moonlight is not necessarily all sunshines and rainbows, but I feel like <laughs> like this movie is very 2000s in regards to the music and just the ultimately how it ended. So. Um, that that that's just where I take issue. Just beating a dead horse. Just like using the struggles and depicting it in a way that was brilliant. Just to send like just to send a message. That yeah, just, just to like... send a message that's just so totally deaf and just not like representative of like what they. Because I truly believe like they don't believe that, but then they just yeah, they just don't it's know. Self. Because, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's entire. I I totally get that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Did yeah I'll just Sorry, say. Did you have anything to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I totally agree with Jared. Um, and also 
what Megan said about like how it did do a really good job of depicting the struggle. Um, and the part that like really killed it for me was like at the beginning, there's a scene where um, Will Smith is like walking by this like, um, you know, stock brokers, like company, um, the building for the first time. And it like shows in slow mo all these people like walking up and down the oh, stairs. <laughs> he has a voiceover he where he's like, "Wow, these people look so happy. happy. Their life is perfect." And I was like, "Oh, cool!" And then the movie is gonna show that he's gonna get the job, and he actually realizes how shitty the life is, and how like toxic and like white straight male this environment is, and how you know they're gonna be like racist to him and. Um, he's actually going to realize that he doesn't want the job. And then it doesn't do that. <laughs> I was like, what? He gets to the job and he's happy. And like, that's the like ending of this, the whole movie. And that just like completely killed it for me. Because I was like, this is so unrealistic. It's like, they don't, they completely glorify the idea of the unpaid intern where they are literally exploiting these workers for free for like however long it was um and only one of them gets it like that is such a horrible like manipulative you know labor structure and and then they like don't talk about like okay he's going through all these struggles he's facing homelessness he's facing poverty he can't find like childcare whatever um and it's like the next step should be they should talk about like the systems that are causing these things to happen, you know, and mm. the systems that are yeah. like preventing people from succeeding. Mm -hmm. And then instead the message is like putting the burden on the individual. And it's basically like, if you really think about it, the movie is saying like, it is your fault if you are not overcoming these struggles like it is your fault for not having financial stability because if you tried hard enough you wouldn't be in it you know and like that's pretty messed up to me so yeah i feel like this movie like would not fly at all in today's era yeah and i, and I love that you say that too it totally disregards the systems that are in place that just prevent somebody who looks like will smith who looks like chris gardner um from ascending the corporate ladder um, so that was a good point that you brought up, and I, I agree. I do want to kind of go back to the point that Doreen said of, like, where the movie lost her. One thing that I do have to say, though, um, is, like, I feel like if you are, though, if you basically feel like you're between a rock and a hard place, um, I feel like, I feel like people... I just feel like his image, you know, that, that visualization of people coming out, you know, of like this corporate building. And, you know, I mean, granted, he was wearing a suit and tie, but they're like, they're all like with other people. Um, they're like kind of casually going because he's like always fast paced and like always going, going, going. And so and they're kind of just like, at least seemingly to him, casually going about his life, about their lives. I don't blame him for like making that seem like like seem like they're happy. That's like my take, especially because it's just like 
I don't think happiness, wealth equals happiness, but I do believe wealth buys a lot of opportunities and security. And I think that's what it was for him. Um, so I do have to like, that's so I'm kind of like pushing back against that point. That's my take. Yeah, I definitely will say that like, you know, financial stability is very important and like, that's kind of like the baseline in order to achieve any other forms of happiness, right? It's like safety, financial security, health, etc. Um, I think the part like like that that part of the point is fine, but the part that I take issue with is that they're kind of just glorifying this as like this is the thing to achieve, and once you do it, like your life is perfect, you know, without really going into all of the other like problematic things about working in this corporate structure and for sure you know, that's entirely fair yeah like there, there are just like a lot of like critiques of that world that um they completely gloss over yeah, yeah yeah i think from like that point on like definitely if they like dove into like those topics like those more complex topics um like that would have been more like interesting but the way I saw that scene is just, like, he just genuinely took a moment out of his, like, busy life. And, you know, his mind is always, like, running and racing. And um, he just saw that as, like, a ticket out. Because, you know, he was just really just trying to find a ticket out. And I, that's what it seemed like to me, at least personally. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, so um, any, last, any last takes? No. Uh, I I mean, I think we've all these points to death but i really hated that like running gag of like him chasing after the um oh. <laughs> the people who kept stealing his like medical devices <laughs> that was it was like okay kind of cute the first time but they just really like you know squeeze that way too far <laughs> that's fair that's funny that's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's I was a, like, yeah, I, I was yeah. like, oh, he's cool. <laughs> what were you gonna say that? The way the, the way that I saw it, I was like, wow, San Francisco is a small world. <laughs> that's, that's right. Really that's really how I saw it. I mean, now that you say that, like, that's kind of hella funny. He was running really across like Dolores, that. right? Was that Dolores Park or no? I don't think that was Dolores Park. Okay. Uh, there were also definitely a lot of his like inaccuracies about the city. Like they showed him running through um, Debose uh, Triangle, Triangle, and then he gets into the like underground at like this mysterious. Uh, oh, yeah, like a mysterious Bart stop at like Debose, and I was like, well, that doesn't exist. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> if yeah, you got, know, you know. <laughs> yeah, we got true. We got true city lokes here. No, my my Not roommate and funny. yeah, my roommates are also like watching at the same time. They're like, "What is this? There's no Bart station there. They just made that up." <laughs> That's all funny. That's funny. Um, but I personally. This, it was really interesting because this was the first film I feel like we all didn't rate. I watched it last, so I didn't rate it on purpose. Uh-huh. But um, I personally, probably talking about it now, I would probably give it a four or yeah. like four and a half. 
Uh-huh. Not gonna lie, I was really riding that five star train. <laughs> wow! <laughs> they got her. They got in my, her. In my defense, like I'm, a, I'm like a bitch for these kind of movies, and I, I very much. It's kind of like one of those things. Like you acknowledge its flaws, but you're like willing. I was willing to look past it. I very much hear all of what you're saying. It's kind of like, so I get that, and so. Um, you are you are entitled yeah. to your opinion, Megan. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, but I'm probably gonna give it four, four and a half. Nice. Out of five, I give it. Uh, after you know, I I I honestly waited to rate this after our talk because initially it was like a two and a half, but now I'm pretty confident it's a two. Two, two I stars out of five. Um, yeah, just I feel like just like like hearing Zareen and just echoing like how I felt and just verbalizing <laughs> differently. I'm like, yeah, no, this is like this is it too. But I would recommend this to people just so I can talk about it with them. <laughs> <laughs> and like, so like when they're wiping their tears, I'm like, you know, this movie's actually. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I mean, besides the fact, I would recommend it. I think, yeah, I think this is also to a great pairing with Wolf of Wall Street. Have you guys seen that? Ooh, yeah, I have not. It's but a good I know pairing. What it's, about, it's a good pairing because Wolf of Wall Street, I feel like, is a very proper representation of like, st- like yes. being a stockbroker <laughs> and how like manic and just how like batshit crazy it is. So I feel like this is like a good like double feature. You you can be depressed at first when you watch pursuit of happiness and then you'll fucking feel like you're on cocaine after watching um wolf of wall street so but yes i would recommend this movie yeah those are two movies on like very opposite spectrum (laughs) in terms of like their tone and mood um but i i came into this um yeah so i actually (laughs) i like how we did all didn't read it but um i think i watched it first I didn't rate it because I didn't like it. And I I think I knew that Megan would really like it. And I was like, <laughs> I, I oh. didn't want to be a downer. Oh, that's, I didn't, didn't want to be a hater. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I came in with thinking it would be like a three-star rating. Um, but I feel like after this conversation, maybe a two and a half. Nice. I think this was one of the better movie discussions that we've had, for sure. Yeah, it's always uh, fun yeah. when we have different opinions. <laughs> See, if yeah. anything, I chose a movie that made a yeah. conversation. That's right. Yeah, Never and I mean, point. I think we had a good double feature here as well with yeah. two SF biopics, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so jumping your questions, Zareen. Yeah. Question um, of okay. the day. Cool. Um, my question is about rewatching movies. So I'm curious oh. about how or how do you guys decide when you want to rewatch a movie versus when you don't? Um, and then maybe a second question follow up is um, what are some movies that you can think of that you have rewatched many times and like why you have and some movies that um 
you definitely wouldn't. I could go ahead and start. I don't have like a fully formed answer, but rewatchability for me. Um, is our movies. Hmm. Some usually they're one thing that I could say, like criteria for typically a rewatchable movie is one that doesn't sound <laughs> makes me sound so stupid. <laughs> one that doesn't really quite require a lot of like critical thinking. Yeah. So like it's, usually it's a lot of rom-coms for me. Um, or just one that I could just like take it for what it is. It's it's a lot of ones that I could just take it for what it is and like enjoy. Um so for example, like I recently watched Trip uh RRR, which is like I feel like there's a lot of like themes to unpack in that movie. Um uh the Tollywood film that I mentioned earlier. Um I feel like there's a lot of things to unpack, but I just like it is like a huge like blockbuster film filled with like action, um, drama, friendship, like romance. Mu- like music it's a musical too um so i just take it for what it is it's like purely entertaining and i just like had a great time and then just like a definitely like a lot of rom-coms because i just like watch it and it's like i don't have to like think about like any underlying messages or um it just kind of like makes me like feel good um so that would be personally, at least from what I could think, to answer your question right away, in regards to like rewatchability. Um, but I will say that sometimes my favorite movies aren't always rewatchable. Like I won't, mm. I wouldn't necessarily rewatch them like right away. What, what's um, like an example I, of that? I will like rewatch them, but I might not rewatch them right away. Let me think. But I will rewatch them. Um, but there's Just some like movies after that I could. Time. Yeah, there's some movies I could rewatch like pretty instantly. Um, but like for uh, I don't want to because I fucking love this movie and I don't want to seem like I don't love this movie. <laughs> but like Amelie is like one of is my favorite film of all time. But here, it's not that I wouldn't rewatch it. It's like I don't always have an itch to watch it, which I feel like is different. Because there's some movies that I could just like always like rewatch because I just like have an itch to rewatch it. But um, like I don't always have a itch to rewatch Amelie. Um, so yeah, another movie I love to rewatch is Lord of the Rings. Uh, the trilogy, uh, extended edition. Uh, love those movies. <laughs> <laughs> love those movies. Yeah, you love watch them like movies. every year, right? Uh, yeah. I actually only started watching it during the pandemic, and I feel like I've watched the movies at least like three times. Oh my god, that's like um, and usually that's a I'll commitment. Like, but also sometimes, like just, just like um, another thing to know is sometimes I'll just specifically rewatch scenes mm. um, of movies instead of like rewatching a movie. So like I rewatch a lot of scenes from like Lord of the Rings. Um, just that comes to mind. Um, yeah. How about you or Jared? Um, I was just going to comment, Megan, that it's interesting that it sounded like um, some of the things that you rewatch are kind of like comfort watches or like... Oh, for sure. Right, like kind of rom-coms or things that are like easy, like low brain power to watch. 
But then you say Lord of the Rings, and I feel like that's that's like a pretty like it's a long watch. It's not exactly like an easy watch either, you know. That's fair. Um, just to like, because um, I'm looking at a list of my favorite movies. Some movies that I like won't rewatch right away are like um, Black Swan, but I really like that movie. Um, it's a um, yeah, and like Okja, um, Bong Joon Ho movie on Netflix. Brutal. Like I. I I would not rewatch that, that movie. With her. <laughs> I watched that with her. I was yeah. fucking crying, Dude, bro. Spoiler: was, I was I was bawling. She was bawling. I had to, I like, was bawling. I, I was like next to her, and I had to like comfort her. <laughs> like, oh, I was like it's okay. So so I can't rewatch that movie like like regularly. When I'm talking about like regularly, we're talking about like you know if you just want to revisit something i kind of just like have a cycle of things you know mm-hmm. so that's not on the list to like rewatch just like those <laughs> movies like they're my i love them and they would i would say they're some of my favorite movies but like we're way watching that like every couple years if anything <laughs> so yeah nice jared how about you would yeah. you rewatch Bakcha? <laughs> Would I? Yeah, it was. Uh, I already watched it for Paul Dano. <laughs> if you know, you know. Um, but uh, I re- I like to rewatch movies that are just like, like um, that are like some of my favorites. Like uh, also too, I like to rewatch movies when I like like when I really love this movie and I want to show it to like my friends. That's when I rewatch movies. So it's like, um, I'm like I would hey. do the same. Yeah, so it's like, it's like for instance, like mm-hmm. a recent one was the Before Trilogy. Like, I showed my best friend, I'm like, yo, dude, like, he's, he recently went through a breakup. I'm like, dude, I think you would love these movies. And it, well, you know, he, he did. And, um, but also, too, particularly for the Before Trilogy, I like to watch Before Sunset a lot. Uh, it's, it's really short, it's only 80 minutes, and it's just, it's great. Like, it's action packed. <laughs> from the from the moment it starts to the end it's great um but yeah i just like to rewatch movies that just um i can rewatch like unlike megan i don't necessarily rewatch like not trying to like ridicule her or anything like uh, <laughs> movies that that are not like that that, requ- that require no, very, pass- very passive yeah very, very passive. passive like yeah i can rewatch movies that you know like he like, can yeah, like 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 I'll listen like like some movies I like to rewatch are The Social Network. I love rewatching that movie. Yeah, like I um, can't. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, Moneyball. I love that. The, the Nice Guys. Um, so I but, told you that make me sound stupid. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I mean, I get that, but it's like also t- also too. It's like, but uh, I mean, no, 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 like yeah, but like also too, like uh, so I love rewatching Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. That's like one of my favorite rewatches. It's, that movie is so rewatchable. It's just so quotable. Um, other movies include like The Dark Knight is really rewatchable. Raiders of the Lost Ark, um, The Grand Budapest Hotel is like wow. really, it's really nice to look at. I feel Again, like those are like all like movie club movies. Yeah, and then uh, like tier movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, then uh, Inglorious Bastards and Singing in the Rain. I haven't seen Singing in the Rain, but like, if I ever feel like shitty about my life, I'll put that on, and it just you know, the great like endorphins inducing one. Aww. Um, and of course La La Land. I probably watch La La Land like three times a year, probably. Oh um, my god! <laughs> yeah. No, Jared watches. I was gonna say Jared watches La La Land. Hella. 
Yeah. Holy shit. Five stars mm-hmm. every time. Five stars every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those are so so yeah, just like I rewatch movies like pretty indiscriminately. Like obviously like I, if I'm in the mood to rewatch it, I'll rewatch it. But if I'm not, I'm not. So um but in regards to like what type of movie, I don't really care. Like if I just want to rewatch it, I want to rewatch it. Um, but movies I don't want to rewatch are like movies that like put me emotionally in the bin in the can. Like, <laughs> like Ocha. <laughs> like yeah, I, I can rewatch. I can rewatch Ocha because it's like Ocha's <laughs> very like chameleon. Like it's like a like my issue with the with that movie is that it tried to be like a lot of things all at once, which I didn't really feel feel like it coalesced that well. Whereas like Parasite, that's why I love Parasite because like I feel like it balanced like being funny, being dark being a drama so well um but besides that like some movies i don't want to rewatch are just emotionally draining like 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 one that i think of automatically is both 2020 releases the father and judas and the black messiah like those are great movies but like i like i felt like shit after watching those movies (laughs) it was just really it was just so sad like like just what happened and it's just like it's depressing and i'm like man like that movie is so good, but it's so sad. I could see myself rewatching The Father. Yeah, but it's weird. I I would fucking rewatch. Uh, what's that movie? Uh, made by Steven Steven Spielberg about the Holocaust. Oh my god. Yeah, I would. I would rewatch Schindler's that shit. List. Yeah, oh, wait, Schindler's not List. Oh, yeah, wait, Schindler's, that? yeah, yeah, Schindler's List. Yeah. Oh, you're fucking weird. I know. Isn't that that's weird? <laughs> I, I like. I would rewatch Damn. that. Yeah. That's a little that's, weird. That's a little weird, bro. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, you should cut that. <laughs> But yeah, like it's funny because I remember I was talking about that dad, with my dad, and my dad was like, "Oh yeah, I, I would never rewatch that." And I'm like, "Wow, is it weird if I like want to rewatch it now?" He's like, "Yeah, that's weird." It's just hella funny. Like, like looking at your rewatches versus mine, it's just like, hey, I mean, I I take no shame in my rewatches. But it's just like, wow, it's just very interesting because none of my rewatch. OK, granted, not that's not true, but most of my rewatches would not be movie club material, which is I feel like you all basically all of yours would. <laughs> which is I, but I'm a very I just want to put it on the record, though. I'm a very smart person. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you are? <laughs> Prove it, though. <laughs> it's just hella funny. LOL. Anyways, Zareen, how about you? <laughs> um, yeah, the the reason I was like thinking about this question was that um, my my roommates, um, Megan, you know how like the four star theater was like on the brink of closing. Oh yeah, I did want to put a plug in for that, but we could do that now. But yes, I do. I do. Know yeah, yeah. So about. this is like a local theater in San Francisco. They run Vogue, Balboa, Four Star. And anyways, they weren't getting as much um, people coming in as they hope and were at risk of closing. So they've started a fundraiser, but a lot of people have contributed since then. So go visit your local theater wherever you are. Um, But anyways, uh, the reason why that's relevant is that my roommates were like, oh, like we should go support them. Let's check like what movies they're showing this week. And they were like, oh, it's Lost in Translation. They had um, The Farewell. And Lady oh, Bird. Yeah, the, yeah. Ooh, all like, good movies. Yeah, all great movies, right? And so I've seen all of them, and I like all of them. That's but funny. Just, but I was like, uh, I don't really want to watch a movie I've seen before again. You know? Like those, those 
Are you talking about in general or are you talking about those in particular? Well, when I thought that and then I was like, do I just not like rewatching movies in general? Mm. And yeah, so I started thinking <gasps> about that. Whoa. I That's think kind like of my like... Yeah, I feel like my inclination is like if I'm gonna watch a movie, I want to watch something new that I haven't seen before. Cause it's like I'm trying to, you know, like expand my yeah, movie palette. Yeah, my movie palette, like, mm-hmm. you know, my my diary, add stuff to my letterbox. Letterbox no, diary. <laughs> no, like, yeah, literally, that's what though. it's all for. No, but <laughs> it's just like, there, there's like so many movies I haven't seen and like things in the culture that I like still haven't gotten to that for me, like, I guess my, my default is that I want to constantly be like expanding that, right? Um, and increasing like my knowledge and viewership um so i think I, I feel like that's why i like generally um feel that way but that being said i have um there are many movies that i have rewatched. i really liked what jared said about like rewatching when you're showing it to a friend or like watching it with a friend because i've definitely noticed that like the experience of like watching stuff alone versus like with other people can be super different and mm-hmm. it can be like a lot fun like a lot more fun or like you notice things more, you know, you're just like commenting on things more. So I feel like you can get like a richer experience. It's sort of like you, yeah, you just like have more of a like dialogue about the movie when you're watching it with other people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I, w- I do enjoy doing that. Um, and then I, hmm, like some movies that I have rewatched are, um, ex machina i've like randomly seen several several times Mm, but but, like not because i like went out of my way to do it i think it's just because like people were watching it and i like joined them multiple times or something like that but it is a movie that i have enjoyed seeing every single time have you uh seen annihilation no i haven't okay this is the same director i was just curious oh okay cool um yeah so i guess like I don't know that's kind of like a thriller and I I guess like it's been like even though I know it's coming it's like still has enough like suspense and has like done really well that it like it's still fun to watch each time um and then I think I've told you guys I've seen um it's a wonderful life like a bunch of times as well because oh. that's oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. that's just like on you know, during the holidays, like every year, so we would watch it at home a bunch, and like that is such a feelsy movie, you know. It's cool and too it, because, like, I mean, it's cool. Like as we get older, I feel like yes. we just we sympathize more with uh, James. Is it James Stewart? I don't um, remember. Is that the actor's name? Well, something Stewart. Just his character more, and just you know the struggles. Yeah, um, yeah. Know, just as we get older, and it's just like. Yeah, that movie. Yeah, I, I, that, that's, that's a one that like rewatchable for sure for me too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's actually a great point because I, I also, um, you guys know I watched the Before trilogy, um, like in January this year, and I, I realized while I was watching Before Sunrise that I had actually seen, I think like part or maybe all of Before Sunrise, um, while I was in college, I just like forgot that I had seen it, and it was like a super interesting rewatch for me because like when I was in college I think I was like younger than the characters were supposed to be or like they seemed older than I was and then now when I was watching it 
they were like younger than me and it was it was like a totally different perspective because in one of them I was like oh yeah like that feeling of like just graduating or like not knowing what you're gonna do with your life and now I'm like a little bit on the other side and oh it, it just like made me feel the passage of time and it it was very cool to watch that again so yeah yeah that's cool too about like you like definitely as you get older your print like your experience your life experiences really dictate your perspective not your sure not your perspective but the way you perceive like a film as you get older Mm-hmm. Um, just basically, like you know, just you're 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 grabbing from a different, like isn't that bank. your perspective? Yeah, well, like in regards to how you perceive the movie, like your perception of the movie. Yeah. So, so I would yeah, yeah. definitely. You, you, like, your, yeah, your perspective changes your perception <laughs> of the movie. You're right, Megan. <laughs> I was like, isn't he basically just <laughs> describing perspective? Yeah. Megan hey, is a smart person, yo. I'm no. a smart person. I'm she an active list- I am an active <laughs> listener, and I am a smart person. Hell yeah. You didn't learn anything from this. Megan <laughs> equals smart. Very high IQ. Yeah, but you also brought up a good point too. It's like I like to rewatch movies, like if it's in a theater, because it's like, like one example, like I would kill, I would kill to watch Interstellar in IMAX because I never watch in IMAX. Ooh, like, yeah, I gotta yeah. watch yeah. Dune in theaters because I watched it on my freaking laptop screen. <laughs> Wait, the way it was intended. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting though that you say that, Zareen, because like some movies that I watch in theater. That I've already watched, I go exclusively for like the theater experience. Yeah, like mm. when Harry Met Sally, that, was, that, that oh theater experience god, was like bro, so, was so good. good. Oh my god! Yeah. I think it's also just like the theater experience because it's like you don't have to like you don't pause it. You know, it's like quiet and your attention is there for however long the movie is. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just on a bigger screen. Um. Just like, and you know, if you're with someone, you're not like talking to them. You're not like on your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And then I do agree, kind of like to what you said earlier, like good rewatches are like holiday rewatches, like kind of like seasonal <laughs> rewatches. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. And then, like, um, you in the mood, right? For sure. So, like, Claws is a big one for me. Um, and I literally, I don't get fucking tired of that movie. That's one of my favorite movies. And I will like show that to my kids. Like, every year, but as my kids are, like, as the kids I'm getting, I feel like it was part of their childhood, so they've already watched it, so I need to start looking for a different film. But anyways. It's a wonderful uh, life, man. I yes. know. Classic. Um, but, like, holiday seasonal rewatches and sometimes, like, nostalgic rewatches. Yeah. And, like, you guys, and like you two said, it's just kind of, like, when you're, if it's a nostalgic rewatch, it's like you do have a different perspective. From like maybe when you watched it when you were younger or like a couple years ago. Yeah, I would also rewatch things that I liked as a kid to see how well they held up now as an adult. Oh, for sure. Like, like I think I told you guys I watched like Space Jam <laughs> recently. And I was really? Like, well, yeah. And I was like, wow, this is a terrible movie. Oh, actually. <laughs> 
Yeah, I love <laughs> that, that movie. movie. Even, even I mean, now. it's like so dumb. Like it's like a you kind of laugh at it. Childhood. <laughs> well, that was a good question. Yeah, good yeah. question. Because I'm a rewatching bitch. Hey. <laughs> now it's time to rewatch High School Musical. I don't know about you guys. Ooh, yeah, it's been a while since I watched that. <laughs> but I think but yeah, it's funny. Oh, sorry. One last no, thing. No, no, yeah. I saw in this like interview with like Rebel Wilson because they were talking about like psychopathic traits, and Rebel <laughs> Wilson's trait is that she doesn't watch a movie twice, like more than once. Ooh, like, is that what you were gonna say about me? I was gonna say that about you, <laughs> but um, okay, she's like never. Okay. But she's like never had. She's like never watched a movie more than once, ex- except one movie, at least from the time of that interview. What Which movie was, like, was it? It was like during it was like during like Pitch Perfect, so well, like wasn't even too long ago. Um, I actually couldn't even tell you, but I just like that stuck with me because I'm like that is a little psychotic in my opinion. To have okay. never watched a movie more than once, it's like not All even right. like not. It's like not having the ten. It's like not having the urge to watch it. It's like the fact that she actually like actively does that. Yeah, I that's think that's wild. super interesting. Yeah. All right, so we got Megan the intellectual, and I'm the psychopath. Yeah. What about I, the dumb yeah. one? <laughs> okay. I didn't say it. Yeah, we didn't, you said it. <laughs> so, movie racks for the month of April. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, nice. So, so, Megan, we can go. You can go ahead and talk about movie racks. Yeah. So we're gonna have our first guest. Um, Woo! Yeah, so we're gonna have our first guest ever. We've had, like we're like had our movie club. I don't even know for how long, but we watched it's like over be 40 like, years. It's gonna be like two years. Well, like no, it's gonna be like three years and wait, three? No, not three years. No, two, it's two, 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 two years. Two, two, two years. Two, two, yeah, two. we started um, twenty twenty one. Yeah, and yeah. we had we've watched over forty movies together. Crazy. Wow. So we're gonna have our first guest. Um, it's my good friend Willis. I work with him. He is a fellow teacher, an English teacher, and a fellow cinephile. I actually go to the Alamo Draft House with him a lot. We both have movie passes. And so, and he's a letterbox as well, but we'll talk more about him in um, our May movie talk about our April movies. And so, um, he is going to pick a movie. And I'm going to pick a movie. Um, I'll go ahead and say my movie pick. So my movie pick um, is the... It's a 1948 film, I believe. And it's something that I've been meaning Brief Encounters. To what? Brief Encounters. <laughs> is that a 1948 film? No, nah, I think it's 45. It's 45. It's a 1948 film. It's a drama film, I believe. Well, it's a 1948 British film. LOL. Ooh. <laughs> and Are you sure it, it's not brief encounters? It's not brief encounters. <laughs> God no. Um, it's the Red Shoes on HBO Max. Oh. Um, the movie poster. The movie poster. I don't want to like give any spoilers. Well, not that I know anything, but sometimes the premise itself kind of. But um, the movie poster. If you like, look it up. It is a picture of like a ballerina, and she has red shoes. So it's essentially about a ballerina. Um, and I guess I'll kind of just like leave it at that. Is it a musical? Yeah, I think it's a musical. No way. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've never heard of this. Really? I mean, yeah, not that it's... I think it's popular. I've only really 
heard of it like being on Letterboxd and stuff. But, oh, okay. Um, it is on HBO Max. And then Willis's, I'll go ahead. He gave me his top three, um, but I went ahead and decided. We could go over it, actually, because I'll give it in his order. But the first one, I think both of you have watched. Um, so his exact order, um, his first movie pick um, is a Link Later film. That's how you say his name, right? Yeah, Boyhood. Yeah, Boyhood. Uh-huh. It's Boyhood, which I'm assuming that you because t- both of you have watched it, so I'm yeah. assuming that you two would not want to, at least for the sake of Movie Club, would not want to rewatch it. Well, you already know I don't rewatch. Things. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so well, no. Is, well, 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 list the other two. Okay, and then his second one um, is Eyed Wide Shut, um, a Stanley uh-huh. Kubrick film, which we all have not watched, from my understanding. Uh-huh. And that's on HBO Max. And then his third one, which I would, me, I have watched this movie and I am telling you, I am not, I'm going to be a no for this one. Um, his third one, which I think would not even matter because we all haven't watched Eyed Wide Shut, would be Drive My Car, which uh, I would uh, not rewatch that. I'm sorry. I would not rewatch that movie. Yeah, that I was too long. Not, that was, I do not like that movie. I mean, I feel like if you know Boyhood's number one, just watch Boyhood. I, I, how do you feel, Zareen? Uh, I'm going for number two because I've been meaning to watch that. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, he did pick a poll of three, so. Yeah, he did say, it in that order, yeah. but um, I did tell him that sometimes it depends on regards to like if we watched it or not. That kind of is like up for debate. But usually, it's like if someone's watched it, it's the person who's been recommend who's who recommended it. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, okay. So, Willis's pick for the month of April is Eyewise Shut, which is a Stanley Kubrick film, um, which uh, is on HBO Max. So, that's super exciting. So, Eyewise Shut on HBO Max is Willis's pick, and The Red Shoes is my pick for the month, which is also on HBO Max. Awesome. Let's go. And then, listener, if you want to tune in and, uh, Listen to our discussions. Please watch Eyes Wide Shut and The Red Shoes before our next podcast. Our, our podcasts come out once a month. Um, don't know if it's like the first of the month, just once a month. Sorry, got to edit it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> usually, we usually try to meet at the beginning of each month regarding the films from the previous month. And so we definitely, not going to lie, I've been the procrastinator, but we've been pretty back on the time schedule, at least from like when we, the pre, the early movie club days, this uh, being recorded on April 2nd. So if you want to, if you want to join the discussion, just watch Eyes Wide Shut and The Red Shoes on HBO Max. And also too, we're on, uh, thank you for listening, whatever you're listening to, but we're on, as of right now, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and pending to be on soon, and be greatly appreciated if you give, uh, rate our show, you know, even not though we're three, three stars. stars, not three stars, <laughs> but, you know, five stars. <laughs> or the highest possible rating. Five stars yeah. for three stars. <laughs> five stars for three stars. But, Thanks yeah. for joining us. We recruit you. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.